Blog Talk Radio. Corruption. Greed. Xenophobia. White supremacy. A nation in the grips of a pandemic. Healthcare resources strained to their limits. An economy on the brink of collapse. And at the helm, a clueless con artist who cares more about his own re-election over saving lives. Join Liberal Dan Radio for Talk from the Left That's Right. Live Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan and 24-7 at liberaldan.com. We must unite to save this country in spite of this buffoon's ineptitude before it's too late. from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. And if you're listening on the show page at blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan, you can also join us in the chat room. Um, that's on the show thread itself, uh, or show page itself, our episode page, I should say. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. over on the show thread at liberaldan.com, facebook.com slash liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. And as always, we uh, occasionally have been trying to get a couple in. Last couple weeks, I didn't get one in. It's my birthday week, so I was trying to take it easy and kind of celebrate it during the, the Rona. So... Um, but I will have some more mini casts as well. The link to the mini cast is also on the episode page on both blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan and on the episode page at uh, liberaldan.com. And you could also find the link at liberaldan radio on Twitter as well. So lots of things to talk about this week, um, especially because the, uh, whatchamacallit, the, um, the coronavirus is still going strong, uh, despite uh, Trump's uh, least efforts, I, sh- I should say, the, his, his terrible efforts, his, his ineptitude, his inadequacies, uh, his insistence that everything, you know, has to worship him. You know, this, this whole thing is all about him. It's, it's not... You know, people were calling Donald Trump's um, – they were calling the border wall a trophy wall or, or a project for his – a vanity project. They, they were saying a lot of things about that, about just the wall. And the wall isn't his vanity project. His entire presidency is a vanity project. He – is doing this all for vanity, all for, you know, what can he get out of it? You know, he, he wants to 
you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the conversation took place, you know, behind the scenes of uh, I'm going to try and, and, and tell them that I'm not going to take a salary, but I'm going to still see how much money I can make off of the backs of America. I want to see how much, you know, he wanted to turn on Washington upside down. And the reason I say that is because he probably views Washington like a couch and he wants to turn it upside down to see how much money he can get by turning it over and seeing what falls out and then trying to get it all. But and then there's always, you know, recent show I have talking about the need to eliminate white supremacy uh, because of Ahmed Aubrey. Um, new, the, uh, an update on that case is that he got uh, the, the person who turned in the video was now also arrested, I guess, as an accessory. You know, the, he believed uh, this is this is white privilege in and of itself. White privilege is the fact that this guy believed that he would provide this video that he took of a murder, and he thought that that was going to be enough that that would be enough to. Um, get him and his friends out of trouble because he thought that their actions were fine. He thought that their actions um, were justified and that these people would be free to walk around their daily lives after everyone saw what they did to Ahmaud Arbery. This, this is white, white privileges, the fact that they could not only walk free for months after the murder, that they could think that, oh, well, this video should clear us, because clearly they believe that in America that just evidence that they followed a black guy and killed him is enough for America. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess see where they're coming from in that there's no, I mean, George Zimmerman got away with it. George Zimmerman got away with stalking his prey. And then, I mean, if you want to believe a little bit of conspiracy, I would say, I mean, look, if, if you're a white guy trying to get, or, or uh, I guess a white appearing guy, because um, Latino isn't a race, it's a heritage, so therefore you can be white or black and Latino. Um, George Zimmerman, you probably look at him and you'd be like, yeah, he's probably white. Um, you probably wouldn't just make any other assumptions. He would just—he's passing. He would—he uh, would definitely have white privilege, clearly over Trayvon Martin. But and the fact that he's not in jail after all this crap shows the fact that he benefits from white privilege. But I mean, these racists look at what happened with Zimmerman. Like, man, he got away with it. He was able to get away with killing a black kid in his own neighborhood, why can't we do it too? That's that's probably what they're thinking right now. So that's probably what fueled uh, what fueled them in this whole thing. Just I don't I just don't get. I mean, I'm white. I have white privilege. You know, despite the fact that a Klansman would probably say that I'm not white because I'm Jewish. Um, but no one, most people don't look at me and be like, oh, that's a Jew. They look at probably, oh, that's a white guy. And I'm sure, you know, I have plenty of white privilege. Um, I just don't get why you would want to take advantage of it. Like, I've said in many examples of 
during this pandemic and during other, other things that, that are going on in this country, you know, I, I understand where Barack Obama was coming from when he was like, there's no red America, blue America. You don't have two Americas. There's one America, the United States of America. I see where he was trying. I see what he was trying to do. I understand with it. I, I, I agree with the thought behind it. But clearly he was wrong. Clearly he was wrong. You could look at him. Maybe I should just do an episode on that. Maybe that, maybe that would be next week's episode is the two Americas and just highlighting every single case where that proves that Barack Obama was wrong, that there are two Americas. I mean, clearly they proved that during all of their racist tea parties marches. And I'm not saying that all the Tea Party was racist, but there was a bunch of them that were. And if you don't, if you don't believe so, you're lying to yourself because all you had to do was see the imagery that was used by these Tea Party protesters against Barack Obama, especially that one where Obama was wearing like African garb. Yeah, no, go screw yourself. If you're trying to convince yourself that these people were not racist, they clearly are. A lot of people have racism in them and have acted racist at some point in time. You know, I'm, I'm not going to look back at my life and say, yes, I was perfect, but uh, I'm always trying to better myself. And I'm always trying to, you know, do the right thing. And, and there's not enough of that in this world. Like, I, and I don't want to like pat myself on the back or anything. I'm like, Oh, I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> I'm always trying to do the right thing because at the end of the day, that's the example I want to set for my children. Like, I want my children to grow up to be better, a better person, a better advocate than I was. I want them to fight for the little guy. I want them to fight for the underprivileged. I want them to fight for the people who don't have the power to fight for themselves and lift them up so that they don't have to be the ones, to, so that nobody has to fight for anybody's uh, power because that power will, in, in the ideal world, I guess, not exist. But we're always trying to work for that. We're work towards that. Um, anyway, let's go ahead and take the first commercial break. Um, take calls as well, assuming I could find. There you go. Is it? No. No, my blog talk radio is being a pain in the neck again today. So we're going to go ahead and play the first commercial break. Come back, take your calls. 914-803-4131. 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Alright, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say. Sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family. 
because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Day and Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh, host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things. Nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear, and no one else will. <laughs> Catch you on the tunes. Would you like to support Liberal Dan Radio? Would you like a shout out on the podcast or the minicast? Would you like to purchase advertising or sponsor a bit like Hypocrite of the Week or Words of Redneck Wisdom? You can even sponsor the whole hour. Then become a Liberal Dan Patreon. You can help me grow my audience, and for a limited time, first-hour advertisers will lock in their rates for the life of the podcast. Head on over to patreon.com slash liberaldan and support the show today. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana, to join the conversation. It's area code 914-803-4131. That is area code 914-803-4131. And we're going to do a little bit of a show prep change for a second, uh, because Liberal Dan Radio is live and happens uh, and we'll respond to things that I see on Twitter and anywhere else uh, that pops up. So there is a, at BitsDead, B-I-T-S-D-E-A-D, at Twitter, posted this poll and was like, I'm doing my own study. Have you ever been pulled over or stopped by the police for nothing more than looking, quote, suspicious? Now, 12.8% um, said yes, and I'm not white. 45.8% said yes, and I am white. 2% said no, and I'm not white. And 39.5% said, or is saying, uh, no, and I'm white. And there are 509 total votes with six days left. Now, granted, this is not a scientific study. So there's not a random sample. There's not, there's no making sure that you have a good uh, study size that you're that the amount of people that you're polling is is, is going to adequate parts of the population. Um, but one interesting thing I think that could be brought right out is I don't I don't know if these numbers would jive with the stops that happen. But 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 you're going to have white people looking at this at this quote study and say well. I mean, look at here, the 45% of the white people are saying, yes, that they've been pulled over and only 12, for looking, quote, suspicious, and only 12.8% or one quarter 
I don't know if the person doing the redneck voice could get that one quarter or not. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. And one quarter of that number says, yes, and I'm not white. So clearly you've got almost four times the amount of people being pulled over who are suspicious, who are white, than not white. And they're going to think that they're right on this, on this, assuming that all this data was correct. They're going to think that they're right. But here's the, th- here's the other thing you got to look at. It's like, well, what percentage of the population are black people versus the other people? And then what percent of the population are being pulled over for being suspicious? What are your odds as a white person for being pulled over for being suspicious over the odds of a black person for being suspicious? So in this study, as it stands right now, and there's six days left, so maybe we'll revisit it on the next show as well, um, depending on how interesting it looks. Uh, 45% said, yes, and I'm white. 39.5% said no, and I'm white. So that's a total of 85-ish percent. So the, the, the poll is a little, to me, overly saturated with white people because you have maybe about 10% of the population, 10, 12% of the population, 15% of the population Hispanic, maybe another 15% of the population that's uh, black. So there's, there's already, you're already oversampling white people in this study. But if you're looking at the white people in the study versus the non-white people in the study, people of color, if you will. Um, sorry, Terrell, if you're listening. I know you hate that term. Um, so 45.6% are saying, yes, I'm white. 39. So, so about one to one. So you have maybe a 50% chance in this. If you're looking at these numbers in the study, 50% of the white people participating in the study been pulled over for being suspicious and said have not. So you have a one in two shot of being pulled over. Now you've got 13%, just let's just say 12% for the moment until it goes up, because I'm assuming it's going to go up. 13% of the poll says yes and I'm not white. 2% says no and I'm not white. So of the people who are responding to this poll, total of 15% uh, less than Less than 20% of them said no, more than 80%. So four to one odds. If you're a black person, you're getting pulled over because you're looking suspicious as opposed to the one to one, the, 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 is it two to one odds? I play poker too. I should, I should be able to quote the odds. I'm channeling near Han Solo. I don't want to know the odds. Um, but you got 50% of the time. Yes. 50% of the time. No. So kind of a one-to-one odds. It's a 50 pitch, a coin flip. It's a coin flip there, whether or not you're going to get pulled over for looking suspicious, whereas if you're a black person or a person of color in this poll, it is four-to-one, more than four-to-one odds that you're getting pulled over for looking suspicious. So that's what this poll says. And it's interesting. I'm wondering what – I'll see what the other people say. Um Here's here's why my well, Nimbus Yosh, the host of the most of the Percy podcast, uh, which I regularly listen to and encourage you to as well. After you're done listening to Liberal Band Radio, of course, um, he says uh, I play Pokemon in Gretna. He also played Ingress in Gretna. That's how I know Nimbus Yosh because uh, he was Nimbus Yosh playing Ingress, and I was Liberal Dan playing Ingress, and that's how we met. Um, and we we were on the blue team. The the Smurfs, as some people called us, and we were on the, uh, we were kicking frogs' butts all day, all night. 
So he, we'd be driving, or he would be driving around Gretna. He got pulled over three times for a DWB in Gretna just for playing, doing nothing else. It didn't happen to me. I did get pulled over once in Gretna. Now, but here's one of his stories. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me bring back one of his stories. He, police officers coming at him at the front, from the front. Does his siren. Pulls him over. Reason for the pullover. He had a rear, I thought you had a rear tail light out. How the hell are you coming at him from the front? Saying you have a rear tail light out? That doesn't make no damn sense at all. Not one bit. Three times that I'm aware of happened to him. Could be more now. I don't know. I've stopped playing a bunch of those games because I've just been too busy. But um, so he goes, he goes, I play Pokemon Greta, which has the highest arrest rate in Louisiana, which has the highest arrest rate in America, because the highest arrest rate in the world, 66% of those arrested are black. So, yes. And there's a YouTube video, Louisiana. I'm going to retweet this right now. Um, because I want everybody to see it. You go to Liberal, at Liberal Day Radio, and you'll see me retweeting uh, Nimbus Yosha's post. Um, Louisiana town rakes in millions from arresting black people. Uh, and then also policing is big business in Gretna. Um, and so it is what it, Gretna is. There, there are plenty. The, if you watch these two videos, you're going to see the problem, the problematic that is incorporated Gretna because in Jefferson Parish and Parish, that's a county for all you who don't live in Louisiana. Uh, in Jefferson Parish, you have incorporated areas and non-incorporated areas. So you have like Kenner is a city in, in Jefferson Parish. Uh, it is an incorporated city, so therefore it has its own city government, its own police force, and yada, yada, yada. You have the city of Gretna, which is in Jefferson Parish as well. The entire city, the city of Parish, there is a, the and there is incorporated Gretna, and there is unincorporated Gretna. Incorporated Gretna is located within the bounds of the city and has, its own, again, its own um, police force, its own government, um, above and beyond the government that's over Jefferson Parish. But there's also parts of Gretna that are unincorporated that are part of Jefferson Parish as a whole. You don't have that in Louisiana. or I mean, sorry, in New Orleans, Orleans Parish is just one parish in and of itself. There's no municipalities with inside Orleans, but in Jefferson, you have all these little, what I like to call fiefdoms there. You know, I, I ran for Kenny city council once when I lived or twice when I lived in Kenner. It, I don't know. I don't know why they even have a need for such things, but they do. And they want to have it fine. You know, I guess they want to be able to control their own cities, I suppose. And I, I'm not going to speculate as to why, but you might be able to based on some of the things that I've discussed. Now, that's not to say that I have not. Now, I was playing the game Ingress, and I'm on Al, in Algiers Point. And, and just to give you a brief primer of Ingress, it's a game on your phone. It's basically captured the flag, but it's like multiple flags or portals, if you will, and the historical landmarks, churches, other important buildings, whatever, are made into portals. And you go around and you, quote, hack the portals and you – get stuff and you try and build fields and you it's it's the whole game is like played worldwide and it used to be a lot of fun they've changed the rules and eh, not as fun as it was anymore but i did have a good time with it so 
while playing the game. And you're just here. Here's me going nerdy Dan for a second. There's a that's what's called farming. So if you're if you play games, you build a farm and then you get the crops, if you will. And in this game, the crops are all of the items in the game. So you build a farm, you build the level, you build the everybody gets together, they erect this farm. Uh, they follow this path and they hack all these portals and you get all your gear for the game. And that lasts you for a couple of days or a couple hours, depending on how much you're playing. Um, and so there's a route and there are efficient routes uh, where you can get the most portals and loop around and it's timed. Very, like, we're all very nerdy who play this game. I'll just let, let's just, that's, that's the TL too long to listen uh, part of this. We're all a bunch of nerds and we're playing a big old nerdy game. And so I, I pull up on the ferry launch. So Algiers is, is, a, is a portion of New Orleans. Again, it's not incorporated, but it's a portion. And it is most of the Orleans Parish part that's on the other side of the river, the west bank of the Mississippi River. Now, just to add more confusion to it, the west bank is actually on the south side of the river where it is. So, like, if you're traveling from the East Bank to the West Bank, you're actually going southeast. If that makes a sense at all, look at a map, and you'll see. So, at the tip of Algiers Point, or close to it, there is a ferry launch that goes to the city. Um, so, and this ferry launch, kind of, you can kind of go up onto the ferry launch. There's about five or six portals up in there, and you come back down. I do this. I circle, go around. I have my hands-free device and everything. I'm, 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 I'm hacking away, playing the game, see a police car as I come over, drive up, drive down. As I'm driving off away from this little ferry launch, look at my rearview mirror, lights don't come on. Okay, good. Let's not go up on the ferry terminal. Let's, let's avoid this. But let's still keep farming because we need to. So we're going to play the game. But the game, like, I've driven that route so much. Like, you ever go on autopilot where you're paying attention to what you're doing, but you don't realize, oh, I need to go this way instead because reasons. So by the time I got past the point where I could not turn away, I go up in the ferry launch again. There's the cop. Uh, I, I drive back down the ferry launch. Oh, look off, driving off into the distance. Look back in the rearview mirror. Nothing changes. Thank goodness. Let's not do that again, Dan. Guess what Dan does again? Dan is a dumbass. Dan drives back around, back up to the ferry launch, cursing himself out, making calling himself a dumbass. Drives back down the ferry launch. Drives off into the distance. Looks into the rearview mirror. Lights come on. Not the not the rear lights, but lights. So I turn. I turn, and uh, he comes behind me. Then he turns on his lights. He stops me. Uh, can I help you, sir? I'm like, no, I'm just driving around listening to music. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a president of my neighborhood association up in whatever, and I'm just killing some time between my meeting, I guess, and going home. I think that was the case. I think that was a true statement that I was going from my um, the, the meeting of the association, the civic association presidents, and I was killing some time before heading home. 
That was all true statements. I, I left out that I was ingressing, but he was like, okay. But he pulled me over because I looked suspicious. And let's well, I gotta I gotta there's this another one where I was uh, I I've got this one driving while ingressing. That's why I get pulled over because that's nothing to do with my race. Second time I pulled over. Uh, it's a different part of Algiers. It's what's called Federal City. It used to be part of the naval base. That used to be completely closed off. You could not get in there. They've closed. They've they've shrunk the area that you are that is restricted to Navy personnel. Everyone else, you know, can live there. However, I pulled into a parking lot to go hack a portal. All of a sudden, police car pulls up. Name, license, registration, please. May I ask what you're doing? He was like, may I ask what you're doing? I'm like, uh, I, I pulled over to play this game. It's called Ingress. See, I'm playing it, but I wanted to pull over because I didn't want to do it while I was driving. Okay. Did you know that that's the Admiral's house? Did I know that? No, I did not know that this is the Admiral's house. I know now that it's the Admiral's house. Thank you for telling me, I guess. Can I have your social security number? Say what? I was this close to pulling the am I free to leave? card but because i'm white i figured i'm probably getting away with this because i'm white comes back checks all of the systems and says okay you're free to go okay bye um called in and i was like i thought it was i was very concerned about the fact that he asked for my social security number because that just shocked me but when i asked they're like yes we we asked for social because by giving your by asking for the social security number, we can look at other other things. Because our our base police have more powers than regular police do, which is why it's a good thing I didn't say, "Am I free to leave? Uh, or, or am I under arrest? Or am I free to go?" Because they've detained me for three days just because. So I did not do that, thankfully. The other time I got pulled over, some of the two times I got pulled over for playing this game. It's a good thing I don't play this game much anymore, or at all anymore um one of them was i, I actually did they, they changed the route on us because there was a gretna fest uh so i i, I missed the stop sign and i got, I got pulled over I, I i'm sorry I, i'm usually driving on the other road and i completely just ignored it and he was like okay well don't do it again i'm like okay he let me go and then the other time i actually got pulled over by a police officer because he didn't think he thought i didn't have a seatbelt on and louisiana had recently changed their laws to be able to pull people over uh, if they don't have a seatbelt, it's a primary violation because it used to be a secondary violation. Why did Louisiana do that? I will let you guess. That's your homework assignment. If you're listening to the show and you want to guess why uh, Louisiana made uh, seatbelt violations to a primary offense from a secondary offense, call in. Let me know. I want to hear what you have to say because there is an answer that I believe is the correct answer, and I'll see if you can guess it. Um, but none of these times I got arrested. None of these times I got harmed. None of these times I got killed. By the cops. I'm not afraid of an encounter of an encounter with the police. I do not fear that my life has a chance of being over because I have an interaction with the police. Most likely what's going to happen is we're going to have a conversation and I'm either going to get a ticket and be free to go or I'm not going to get a ticket and I'll be free to go. Simple as that. Because I'm white. Because I don't have to fear for myself. As opposed to like as I talked about on the White Supremacy Must Die episode you know, you had the case of, oh, his, I, always, I always forget his name, the actor um, from Louisiana, Wendell Pierce. And he got pulled over and he he had to act very 
carefully and cautiously and deliberately to make sure that he did not get pulled over or not, not pulled over that he did not get killed in this police interaction, because that's what black people are afraid of these days. When I asked uh, the individual who called in, um, who was uh, not seemingly to be understanding the problems within his own community. um, And I was like, have you given your children the talk? And he said, no. You have to, if you're black, you have to give your children the talk. If you have black, let me even rephrase that. If you have black children, you need to give your children the talk. Because there are people who are raising black children today who are not black themselves. They don't have a lived experience. And they need to give their kids the talk. Because if they don't give their kids the talk, the kids could wind up another statistic. Like what happened to Ahmaud Arbery and what happened in the other case we'll be talking about in a few minutes. Um after I discussed the conspiracy thing that I was talking about. Um, But again, after I take the next commercial break. So again, we'll be taking that commercial break right now. Hello, we're not, there we go. We're taking that commercial break right now and taking your calls as well. 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Day and Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family. Because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Day and Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mmm, yeah. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life, talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will? <laughs> Catch you on the team. Would you like to support Liberal Day and Radio? Would you like a shout-out on the podcast or the minicast? Would you like to purchase advertising or sponsor a bit like Hypocrite of the Week or Words of Redneck Wisdom? You can even sponsor the whole hour. Then become a Liberal Dan Patreon. You can help me grow my audience, and for a limited time, first-hour advertisers will lock in their rates for the life of the podcast. 
Head on over to patreon.com slash liberaldan and support the show today. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. And if, and if you're listening during the live broadcast, you can join us in the chat room, blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. Go to the episode page, and the chat should be at the bottom if you're signed in with a blogtalkradio.com account. Uh, if you're listening after live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show thread at liberaldan.com at facebook.com slash liberaldan and at liberaldanradio on Twitter. Um, so we were discussing a little bit. The person who was discussing um, the poll that I was just talking about behind uh, the, uh, the poll, um, she actually said she will be listening. So I welcome you to listen to the show. Thank you for listening. If you are do listen after the later word, after word, later words, that's a great word, later words. I definitely, I'm looking forward to hearing your comments about what I have to say. Um, dead bits is at B I T S D E A D. Um, she has an only fans more power to you. Um, I'm all about people doing what they need to do as long as everything's consensual. So, and she's bringing up a good uh, study, good information there. Uh, I hope it gets some good results and some good conversation sparked. And I hope so does the podcast. So, uh, what, before I get into uh, the murder of George Floyd um, by the police officers, because, and then maybe a little bit more about the Rona, um, not, not, I don't know how much I will be able to talk about in the hour once I've already ranted a little bit about Gretna and I wasn't anticipating that one. So that might have to, again, wait till the, till next week, although next week might very well be why Obama was wrong. I have to remember that. Why Obama is wrong. That's next week's episode. I'm sure that'll piss some people off until they realize what I'm actually talking about. Um, So, but I, I was watching MSNBC and watching MSNBC and I, and I was, um, I want to say it was the 11th hour with Brian Williams, which they're wasting some good resources because when Brian Williams was on the nightly news, he, he, they would take his clips and, and, and the tonight show with Jimmy Fallon would do him rapping. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And I'm sad that they haven't done it that I know of recently since he returned back to um, MSNBC or return back to doing the news in the first place and doing it on MSNBC, having his own show for an hour. So, but I, I'm listening to him and he's interviewing uh, this reporter. I don't, I don't think it was Glenn Greenwald, but he was interviewing a reporter and this reporter had a, had, had, had a conversation with Edward Snowden. And here's, here's how the conversation went down. And there's going to be a little bit of dead air for a second. Uh, it's not, it's not a, it, this time it won't, hopefully won't be a blogtalkradio.com error, but there is some dead air. And I was looking at the screen like, what? But hold on, just listen and see. We went through to get to Ed Snowden and interview him early on in Moscow. 
including the two lovely gentlemen with shiny suits at baggage claim in the airport who attached themselves to us. I'm wondering, on a much grander scale, what it's done to your life to have known Ed Snowden. <laughs> well, I haven't learned how to take apart a phone, but I've taken apart a number of computers for him. And by the way, thank you for having me here. Uh, he sent me one document that was more highly classified than anything I had ever seen. And then the next day, unexpectedly, he sent me 50,000. And at that point... Oh, Bart, come back to us. I'm going to insist that no one has gotten inside Bart's laptop or Skype account, but let's see if the shot can reestablish itself. We think he's back. Bart, can I, you hear me? I, I can hear you, and uh, I, I deny any outside intervention. <laughs> Please continue your answer. We'll hope the signal and your home Wi-Fi holds. And the interview was really interesting, um, talking about like how he had to make some, like, I think, a Faraday cage um, and what he would do to, to, to access this information that he did get from Snowden. And, but I'm sitting here watching this live, and, and I was like maybe doing a little bit of work, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at and I'm listening to it. I'm like, this sounds interesting. Let me stop working for a second and watch this. And, and all of a sudden, he, he's talking about, I got one document, then I got 50,000 documents, then, and then cuts off. And I'm just like, oh, the conspiracy theorists are going to go crazy with this one, especially if he doesn't come back. And fortunately for the show, uh, he came back. But, man, I mean, I'm just sitting there like, did they just cut him off? That is amazing. Um, that's, it was crazy. It was, I, And then it kind of like it reminded me of the ingress story I just told, oddly enough, because I was thinking about this, is that because I watched it live the first time, and I was like, man, I wish I would have been recording this. And I'm sitting there on my computer. I'm programming the entire loop of MSNBC shows come around and you can't see my hand doing a loop in the air, but I'm doing a hand loop in the air, you know, cause it's important anyway. So I go all the way back around to the Brian Williams 11th hour with Brian Williams. Again, he starts talking, he starts talking to him right to the, as they get to that point. I'm like, Oh, I wanted to record that. No. Listen to the entirety of the news block yet again. Finally, I get back. Instead of making the stupid mistake like I did with the with the uh, Algiers police and the ferry launch and playing ingress and getting pulled over the third time, um, I did make sure to start recording it once that started happening, and was able to get it. And obviously, because I played it for you here, but whew, that was just I, I, when they just when they paused and. Like when the audio just stopped and it went dead, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be could be interesting," but it did. It, it, it was it was just a glitch. That's happened. That's just happened with me a couple of times on the air. Darn glitches. But anyway, white supremacy reigns supreme again. Hopefully, we'll get more answers. I saw a picture. I don't know if it was been verified or not, but. Um, I think it was outside the house of Derek Chauvin. 
I want to say he, I think he was the one that did it. Um, and kneeling on George Floyd in Minneapolis, leaning on his neck, he's screaming that he can't breathe. Again, another I can't breathe. And he dies. He's dead. Not because he was shot, but because he, the dude was suffocated to death by police who had him subdued. The picture from the other side, the video shows one guy, him on, with the, with the officer with his leg, leg on his, or knee on his neck. The picture from the other side of the street shows even more, because there's two other cops in there as well. The guy was subdued. There's no reason to keep using such force to subdue this guy. I mean, a lot of the times there's no reason to use this force at all, any force at all. Um, but once he's subdued, stop it. I don't understand what's so hard about that. Stop it. And then I, I'm, I'm friends with some police officers on Facebook. Uh, one of them actually played Ingress. Trying back in again. Another one did not. But both are, I believe, are men that are, you know, good people, good police officers who would do the right thing uh, if given the opportunity to. And the, but they, they get frustrated because you have people who are who will be like, oh, cops are bastards. And they just get angry. And, and you need to understand what they don't understand. And I, I, and I try not to come down on them too hard. I try to come at them in a reasonable way. And because I know that I can have these discussions with them, it's, it's just that you got to understand that people are pissed off at a system. They're not just pissed off at an individual officer. They're pissed off at a system that consistently, now these officers have been fired, but that just doesn't mean that they're going to remain fired. It's possible the police union would fight for them to get back their jobs back with back pay. I'm waiting for that to happen. I don't know if, that's ha- if that motion has happened yet, but you're going to, you, you, you're going to, you know, people are upset about the fact that most of the time in these cases, officers get away with murder. Is the murderer of Tamir Rice in jail? No. Philando Castile? No. John Crawford? No. They're not in jail system backed them up they're supposed to protect and serve and they did neither and so people are mad at the system and you as a police officer you are part of the system so people are going to be frustrated because they don't see action taking place now i've always said and i'll continue to say it that the civilians people who are not police have a responsibility in this we have a responsibility to say look if you're a good officer and you see this problem, these problems happening, we need to have your back. We need to have the back of any officer who will come forward and say, look, this is wrongdoing that's going on in this, in this police department. Because there was a case where there was a woman police officer who did not, she did not hesitate. She came forward. She told about the problems that was going on in this department. And who got fired? The woman police officer got fired. 
her because she violated the thin blue line or what have you. So, Dirk Show, Van Thomas Lane, To Dao, and J. Alexander Quang, um, officers, the, the relatives of Mr. Floyd have said that the officer should be charged with murder. And look, um, you know, people don't like to name the names of the officers, so want to focus on the person who died. But look, I'm all about making racists famous. Hashtag make racists famous. Hashtag make racists afraid again. Let's see. He, Mr. Floyd, he grew up in Houston, high school sports star, worked in Minneapolis and rented from the owner. Um, the, the original re- police report said that Mr. Floyd had resisted arrest, um, but that's often used as a lie to get away. Now, if this is the case in this case, I don't know. But, I mean, you had the case in, I think it was New Jersey, where there was a police officer yelling, he's grabbing for my gun, he's grabbing for my gun. Well, guess what? Video evidence proved that he was not grabbing for the gun, and the police officer was lying to justify his actions, or perhaps justify a later shooting. Because that's the thing. I am convinced, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I am convinced that police officers are told uh, to yell out, stop resisting, stop resisting, he's grabbing for my gun, he's grabbing for my gun, because... In, in the tussle that goes on, if something were to happen and he were to be killed, the person were to be killed, uh, they would have justification that it gives them enough doubt in the court of law to say, well, he was, he was fearing for his life. He thought that, that the person was grabbing for his gun. So, of course, he had to kill him. But if he's not really grabbing for his gun, you're lying. And you're not really afraid for your life. You're just saying this to protect your own ass. And that's not protecting and serving. That's self-serving. Self-serving. It's terrible. And that we have to see other than I have people on my friends list. I don't know if this is their last straw or not. But, I mean, this friend of mine, I mean, I've always known her to be very conservative. And she was like, the, the, the treatment of black men by police in this country has to stop. This is terrible. I've been crying for days. Just I can't, I can't do it. I can't deal with this. We need to change what we do in this country. And I told her, look, thank you for speaking truth to power, because that's what has to be done. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. We need to shine a whole bunch of sunlight on all of these departments that where these things happen. I am again, I'm convinced that if that, that there are police departments, I'm not going to say every single police department does this. I'm not going to say that. Um, that it's it's part of every training, but I, I think there are people, they're either a set of bad cops who in training are like, look, this is what you do to avoid getting a murder charge. You do this. Like maybe it's on the hush hush. Maybe it's not officially in the books, but maybe it's like when you're in, when you're in the situation and you're in the shit and you need to get this stuff and protect yourself and, and shout this. And if you shout this, you'll get away with it. Does it really? I don't know. This is my hypoth- This is my speculation. Is it plausible? I think it's absolutely plausible. Absolutely. I don't think it's just because I've watched one too many cop movies either. But um, there's been prior complaints about Chauvin. Um, he had use of force incidents, at least one lawsuit related to an allegation of violations of prisoners' federal constitutional rights. 2006, he was one of six officers from the 3rd Precinct who responded to a stabbing in a Minneapolis home. Um, 
he threatened, let's see, police pursued Reyes, who fled in his truck. He got out of the vehicle with a shotgun. Um, it was unclear during the investigation where find the weapons, whether Reyes had made any physical or verbal threats. Um, all officers, including Chauvin, were put on paid leave during the investigation. Um, same year, Chauvin and others were named an unrelated federal lawsuit by an inmate in the Minnesota Correctional Facility. Uh, further information was not available. Um, the charges were dismissed without prejudice. George Floyd death, Minneapolis mayor, reaction. Is anything ever really going to change? Um, and his nephew, Philando, was shot and killed by police officers. Clarence Castile made every effort to understand how something so horrific could have happened. He began attending sessions at police officer standards and training, learned more about it. Um, what he saw this week, ultimately fatal counter with Minneapolis police, George and George Floyd. Castillo was overcome with the same sense of hopelessness when his sister's son died. Is anything going to change? And this guy's the... Uh, is this a mayor that was saying this, or is this just an individual? Clarence, I don't, I don't know. It's not necessarily that clear. But no, the um, it's just a cycle of violence. It's a cycle of violence that goes on that's killing young black men because blackness is viewed as a weapon. Blackness is viewed as a weapon in this country. And it's unfortunate that's the case, but it's true. Um, and, you know, say Black Lives Matter. Um, and again, the people that have said, well, all lives matter. Um, well, black, all lives should matter, but black lives don't, but they should. So that's why they say Black Lives Matter. There's an implied should there. We do have a caller on the phone. Uh, caller, name, where you're from. Uh, John, um, uh, I'm in Florida. Um, yeah, the, the, this whole thing is a product with the uh, with the police is a product of uh, the Bush administration cuts backs years ago, and uh, um, uh, they they took money out of the uh, the states because they were trying to bring the um, the budget into line before the collapse happened in. Uh, 2008 and uh part of the money they took away was to the police forces and to train these people properly and now you've got a bunch of renegades running out there uh and you were talking about suing to get their jobs back forget about that think about this this guy walks down the street to another state county wherever and gets another job you know damn well there's going to be somebody who's going to give him a recommendation and he'll end up on the Atlanta police force or the Colorado police force or wherever he wants to, uh, you know, set himself down. And there we go again with the same kind of a police officer and the same kind of a situation. And cops used to used to um, police themselves, and they used to have community boards, and they used to have trainings, and it was it was a, a stain for them to uh, uh, be in a in mire like this, to be a, in a problem like this. It's like we need to weed these kind of things out for ourselves because people are going to look at us wrong. Now they're trying to figure out how they can get away with it. I mean, we need to change this system bad from the top down. The head stinks, man. It just stinks. I, I, 
Absolutely, and I believe I believe in the case of Tamir Rice, you had a situation where hit, that officer got fired and then and then got hired on somewhere else. I don't know how long he stayed on somewhere else. I think it, it's potential that once a big enough of a stink was made, I think he. I want to remember correctly that he then lost that job too, or didn't get that offer. But had nobody said anything, yeah, this guy who got away with killing a black kid in a park got hired on by another police department. So absolutely, you're 100 percent correct. That is that is definitely yeah. an option that could happen. Um, what do you think of my um, of my conspiracy theory of, of what um, of the idea that officers, not necessarily officially, but are unofficially told by each other, look, if you're struggling with somebody, just yell that they're resisting and just yell stop, just yell stop resisting and yell they're reaching for my gun, even if they're not, because because that way you'll be more. If it's on camera that you're yelling that, then the jury might believe you that that's what he was actually doing. Do you think that's plausible? Yeah. Do you think that's possible? Do you think, have you heard anything like that? No, I, I've never heard anything like that. And, and I mean, I, any, anything's plausible with these people. I mean, everything's so friggin' nuts now that, you know, but I think, let me interrupt you real quick. Guys. I've just, I've seen too many of these videos where the police officer is saying the exact same thing. And, they, and they're saying like, either either yelling, stop resisting, or they're yelling, stop reaching for my gun. And right. maybe stop resisting is, is just the easiest way to say stop resisting. So maybe that's just keeping it simple. But a lot of times they're not even resisting. And then, you know, they get them down. They're yelling stop resisting when like five officers are on top of them. And then they punch them. The sixth officer comes in and kicks them in the head. So. Right. Well, I, okay, what I was going to say is. I, I, I don't I don't think I, I don't know if they're telling each other what to say, but I do think what's going on is, as I said before, it used to be a stain on the police, you know, in, within their own community, within their own uh, blue wall, if you will, to have these kind of things happen, because police officers would look at this and say this reflects badly upon us. I think where you are right is I think that they are figuring, you know, we're going to make an excuse. And if you get in a situation like this, just make an excuse and everything is going to be all right. And this is the reason I say you, you need to cut this off from the head. You need to start from the beginning of the department and the chief of police, whoever it's going to be. And you need to have civilian boards in there. And you need to retrain uh, these people from the top down and make sure you have the people uh, uh, that are going to do the job properly uh, to start with. Because I, I, I think that we're just going around in loops, you know, and it's like we're firing this one. He gets hired on here and blah, blah, blah. And everybody else is saying, don't worry about it. You know, all the other cops are saying, for the most part, don't worry about it. You know, you can just keep on going the way you're going because we'll cover for each other. And that's just the wrong attitude. And I'm sure that there are police officers out there that are sickened by this. People who have been on the force and, and were there before these kind of things started happening. And they're just sick about it. And they should be, you know, part of the, the new arrangements that need to be taken place. I mean, for us to just, you know, try to piecemeal this together anywhere is wrong. I mean, uh, communities should really get together and cut off the head of the police commissioner and say, we're going to start with a new person, a person who is worried about human lives, and we're going to start dealing with people as people and human beings again. And then we're going to do it as a, with police and civilians, and we're going to start to build from the ground up. And that includes training. 
Training is a must. When you see a cop go up to a window and he gets scared and he just fires at somebody and kills them, that situation that happened sort of similar to that where a cop just shot his gun for like, it's like, why? You know, I mean, you should know better than this. You're not trained better than this. I mean, who is out there on the streets? I have seen police officers in the state of Florida. I'm going to tell you something, man. I saw a guy in a Walgreens, and I found out that he was a police officer, and I thought to myself, I wouldn't hire this guy to fucking sweep my floor. Excuse my language. So That's sweep fine. My we, floor. Can have one or, we can have a few on the show every episode. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but 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 I wouldn't I wouldn't hire him to sweep my floor. And I'm looking at this. He's like a putrid mess. And I'm thinking right. he's a cop. You know, I mean, my God, what are you hiring, man? What are you hiring? It used to be years ago you had wannabes want to get into the police force. That it was like there ain't no way they're going to pass the psych eval. It's like they're just shipping them through now because they need to find people. You know, right. it, 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 it's a mess it, and it needs to be cut off from the head and it needs every community needs to really get together and stop this because otherwise, you know, black lives, all lives, everybody, you know, because, you know, I'm going to tell you something, not, not because, uh, they, they start with the black people. That seems to be the, the, the pattern within our society. And then they move on because they do this to everyone. Now, I mean, they just do it to black people more, you know, right. but they do this to everyone. And it's like, you know, if you keep on just turning your head, if people, I mean, keep just, just keep on turning their head away and saying, we're not going to pay attention to this, uh, you know, you're going to have one hell of a problem. I mean, because these people, if they keep on going on like this and getting away with this, I mean, uh, is this the kind of place you want to live in where you have to, you have to watch when you walk outside that a cop, when he pulls a gun, is just going to blow you away? I mean, what kind of nonsense is this? And what are we doing as a community, as, as a people? It's like insanity has, uh, has, uh, has crept in here within the last so many years. You know, I, I for one, I don't, I, I don't understand it at all. I see things now that I just shake my head out, and it's just like, it's crazy. But the system itself, the police officer, all kinds of things, you know. I mean, Trump. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there you go. All you have, that's all you got to do. You know, you say one word Trump, and it's like, well, have you lost your mind? That's all. Right. You know. Absolutely. So, well, I I absolutely agree with you 100. percent I think you raised some very valid points. Um, and look, I welcome you. Listen to the show as you know. Follow the show. Uh, come back. You're welcome to call back in any other time. I think you made some great points. So. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. You have a good rest of your day. Stay, stay healthy. Stay safe. You too. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. That was a, that was a good good call to end on. Um, absolutely. I 100% agree with with that gentleman. Absolutely. Spot on. Start from the top down. 100%. Anyway, that is. Uh, I'm going to call it an end. The next week, I'm going to really try and do the why Obama was wrong about two Americas show and just naming out trying to talk about as much as possible. And perhaps we'll talk more about um, the coronavirus than I was able to talk about today because we got a little derailed with the whole Gretna thing. Um, But again, it was topical because the discussion of policing in this country requires us to go into this. But anyway, this is the end of this week's episode of liberal Dan radio talk from the left. That's right. 
Um, next week, be back same time, 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. Um, you can also follow me at liberaldanradio on Twitter, facebook.com slash liberaldan, liberaldan.com. And look up for the next podcast or minicast on anchor.com slash liberaldan. Until uh, so next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. <laughs>